Hey Stitchers fans, we are doing the biggest throwback Thursday of the lifetime and we are going all the way back to season two, episodes one and two. So do not go anywhere because we have it all for you here on AfterBuzz TV. Boom. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello and welcome to AfterBuzz TV. We are here to cover season two, episodes one and, and two, two of Stitcher. That pin dropped though. Yes, right. boom. <laughs> well, guys, we are guilty for starting a little late in the season. We started our after show on, I believe, episode five of season yes. two. Yep. So after we did the finale, we decided we were going to come back. We're going to cover season two, episode one and two tonight. And then next week, we are covering season two, episode three and four with a little bit of an AfterBuzz TV exclusive, a special guest, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Who Nina. plays Nina? Yes. yes. We so cannot we wait to have her. finally get to ask her, you know, are you just too good to be true? I, See, I have a feeling you're going to, like, grill are you her a while villain? she's here. No, I'm just going to... I gonna, am. I'm just going to ask us, like, you know what... When you get the script, do, did you ever ask them, like, to make you more realistic? Because you're just too perfect yeah. on the show. I know. She's like, guilty for that. Like, We're going to question her. It's going to turn into a questioning. It's going to be it's great. Interrogation. You, guys, interrogation. you guys are going to want to definitely go. not miss that. It's going to be great. Yeah. But today we're talking about the first episode we have, which is Stitcher's 2.0. We start off with Kirsten, who finally breaks down and shows emotion after Cameron is pronounced dead. He literally has been shocked, 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 doesn't wake up, and she is crying on his emotions. chest. Emotions. Becca, how did you feel about those emotions? I feel like you felt very I felt strongly. like Camston. Yep. Camston. Did you but feel it's like... coming to an end? No. Because <laughs> more you episodes following. Yeah, exactly. He does wake up. And it's yeah. kind of cute because he's like, never, I'm never doing that again. Like, yeah, he's like, did you find the license plate? And see, like, that was my no. least favorite part. Cause, really? Because uh, if he was gone, it opens the door for kindness. Nope. No, like no. y'all didn't know that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Double G hey. on TV is all for it. Um, so people That's how know I both G's. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, so let's introduce ourselves. My bad. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T Jones. And what about you, Becca? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Hi, I'm Dakota T. Jones. You can find me on Mr. Dakota. Nah. Gabriel Gonzalez uh, at Double G on TV. We're just going to switch it's roles It's a little today. confusing. <laughs> no, really I, confused I, I think you could be a good Gabriel. I think it fits you. You think so? Yeah. I, think I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could be a Dakota. I feel like... <laughs> Too stressful. Yeah, I need to wear a collared shirt to be called Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that, I don't know. You got Today the I have going a, yep, on. Yep. Is that a Dakota thing? The collared shirt? Is Sometimes. It? Usually I have flannels. <laughs> but um, Camille and Linus come to the hospital to confront Kirsten about her emotions. Yep. I thought about that was hilarious because, like, Linus is like, you know what? I don't know. Just Did you see her? Like, something's wrong. Like, she never has emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Camille's like... How do I say this in a nice way, like not mean way? Yep. <laughs> like detached, unassuming. Yeah. And then, do you want to say it or what? You want me to go? And then she's like, "Bitchy." I gave him permission, so you know what? That was really funny because she's like, "What do I say? I want to do a nice way to say it." And then he's just like, "Boom!" I was like, "Oh!" Or she was like, "Boom!" Yes. I was like, not expecting that. No, that's it was, why we love. Camille, no, that's why we love Camille. Know? I was totally just expecting saying, something like, like all that. All these, you know, clean cut, polished characters. She's just yeah. willing to, you know, yep, ruffle feathers. That's <laughs> Adds a little humor. Yeah, that's what we love about her, right? Yes. But um, they leave the room because Kirsten's finally going to tell. Um, 
What am I? Okay, Cameron. My bad. <laughs> uh, she's friends. finally going to tell Cameron what she saw. What she saw in Stop. the stitch, because you know we we saw some crazy stuff in his memories about all the kiss and all that good stuff. It it's like one of those Disney movies where like a kiss keeps getting interrupted by like something, <laughs> yep. someone coming into the scene. Yep. Kirsten and Cameron, like, Kirsten trying to tell Cameron what she saw. He just falls asleep. And then, like, something happens, and she's like, oh, you know what? I can wait. Yep. She's like, all right. And you know what? I'm one of those people. I would be like, hey, hey, wake up. No, yeah. I'm not done talking. Like, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not done talking. I have something to tell you. Type yeah. Of thing. I don't care if you just got shot. Like, we're talking about this right now. You know, yes. well, the thing about that whole scene and the sequence of it through the episode, what I... Okay, it was great, because I think, like, okay, now with Kristen's new feelings, we're, they're wondering, like, well, what is she going to do about it? Because now she can't ignore it. Now, yeah. she it affects her in a way that it didn't in season one. And I thought it was very charming to see how she's struggling. Like, I know you have feelings for me, yep. but I don't know how to t- talk about it with yep. you. And then we, we get the impression she has a little feelings now for him, right. too. Exactly. So that's... Well, she... They were latent. Yeah. They were under the surface. Yep. But she's like, you know, it, it. when you look at the way Kristen played it, I mean, she could tell she felt something. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. just like, how do I tell him no? It's more like, how do I tell him I feel the same way? Yeah. You know, I feel, like, I feel like Linus and Camille have the same type of problem because they never, at least Linus seems he's really all in for it. Camille's a little bit reserved. Like, hey, it was like, you know, just having fun it's Camille's all good confused right now right. about his yeah. but it was cute because we saw this cute little moment where linus was saying and to camille in the hospital look i think you did a better job than i would have in the stitch i'm really proud of you yeah and she's kind of like wow and then he's, he's like oh yeah <laughs> and he's like okay you know what i feel like i need to kind of grow up and i feel like i need to to move out on my own maybe she's like well just sleep on it it's probably just because you know everyone almost died and he's like i hope not <laughs> like i hope this is something that i can take and and move forward with my life and kind of grow up a little bit yeah and we see we see strong Linus throughout this whole season, season. too. I know it's yeah. a growth for him. It really he, is. He grew, he grew the most, I think, out of everyone. It's I crazy like how so. breaking up with that one girl when you were young can just change you, right, Dakota? Yep. <laughs> I just mean, no, changes it, it forever. It, it does. I, I've been there, Becca. <laughs> who changed your life after they left it? <laughs> Next, next, <laughs> next scene. Next scene. <laughs> All right. Well, we finally meet Les Turner. He comes in. He is Maggie's boss. Yep. And Maggie admits that if it came down to it, he is just so sketchy that he would kill one person to save nineteen. And he's like, "Are you are you doing a threat? Like, is this a threat? Because nineteen people work in your your lab here. So are you saying you would kill me?" Oh, you mean Maggie had Maggie, the line. Yeah, you just said Les had the line. Because yeah. uh, Les raised... You said Les oh, would sorry. kill Nineteen. Les said he would kill so many people right. to save yeah. the greater. But then Maggie said, I would kill one to save Nineteen. 19. And he was like, oh, yes. no, no, no. Like, is this a threat, little Miss Maggie Lou? Yeah. Because... No, that's when I was like, wait, are we supposed to trust Maggie still? What's See, happening? You know, for a while I didn't trust Maggie, but now that we've gone through the season, looking back... I totally trust her. And I know it's because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I really trust Maggie now. I mean, I don't know. I still, like, half trust her and half don't trust her. Really? Like, I don't know if I should trust her completely at this point Even after the season finale? Even after that, yeah. Wow. I think my thing throughout season two is we understand she's always been in a position of power. Right. Of authority. How does she not know what's really going yeah. on? Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I break it down. It's like, well, it's 
it's got to start with Maggie. Right. You know, I, okay, we trust everyone as far as the team in the lab, right? Cameron, Camille, Linus, Kristen, et cetera, et cetera. Who's the next up? Maggie. Yeah. And do we really think that she doesn't know everything? Especially when we know how authoritative, how right. strong her character is. I think that's where it throws a lot of us off because it's like, how can you be so in the dark yeah. when you're obviously so on top of your game? Not only that, but we've seen throughout the episodes playing out in this season, she has withheld information yeah. at times. And then when mm-hmm. Kirsten finds out about it or another character finds out about it, they're like, what the heck? You didn't tell me. And she's guilty for that. So she is guilty for holding information that she knew. So I do agree with you on that. Yeah, it's not that I think she's like a villain or something. No, no, I no. don't think she's a bad guy, but... I do think she's still keeping a lot of secrets. I think she's honestly scared for her life because she yeah. thinks if I let something out of the bag, like I could get killed by Les or Mitchell Blair, who's a step well, up from her, him. <laughs> and not only that, but a step up from him is, we. I'm guessing, maybe Stinger. Stinger yeah. So speaking of Les, Les basically orders Fisher to stop looking at the Ed, Ed Clark case. Because he's getting too close to he's finding some answers. Exactly. So he orders him, look, you got to get off this. It's not cool. And yeah. then... We go to find him, and he is dead in his apartment, shot dead. Kirsten gets mad. She's like, couldn't you stay alive for just two more seconds? I had some questions for you. <laughs> she, she literally, I, I don't know, how fast do you think she got to the, the apartment? I know. But she's like, you know what? We're going to stitch in right now. We're no, going to get this. she got there at TV speed. TV <laughs> yep, speed. That's right. And I want to know what you think about this, because I know you're okay. going to love it. But right. next thing we see is a little Miss Kirsten walking in with her new suit. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I loved it. Little Miss Kirsten. I loved it, America. You know, I thought... America. America. Hey, America. <laughs> what about the other countries, too, you watching? At world, she looked damn sexy in that suit. Come on, Dakota, you know. She looked really good. She did. Hey, when she said it's like, I feel badass, I'm like, I bet you that's not the only word you were thinking, but okay. Hey, she- I know. I know Cameron and Linus weren't thinking just that, but... Okay, yes, she looked really amazing. Emma Ishta showing off that figure in the stitch suit, Mm -hmm. all joking aside. That was pretty fun, obviously. You know, I don't mind those scenes at all, but, you know, I think that they... (laughs) When we talk about 2.0, and we don't want to just... You don't want to rehash it, so I understand that they're trying to step it up a bit. Right. The, the other suit really was like, you know, like Spider-Man, that whole Venom body <laughs> yeah. suit. It's like, okay, I understand. Catwoman. Let's be honest. It's very tight yep. when she's in shape. She's in shape, so obviously it's very yeah. flattering. But I like how this one, it was a step up, yeah. even if it wasn't quite as revealing, because with the collar and the yeah. way it's set up. It was different, so I yeah. understood yeah. that. I thought that was a step. It up. was almost <laughs> like when a superhero gets reinvented and comes through with like this new Jeff costume. Jeff says, "Keep it clean, guys." Keep it clean. You too, Jeff. Je- Jeff, you didn't, you know, cast her and put her in that suit <laughs> knowing that she would, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I'm just saying it like it is, uh, Jeff. Well, it's Jeff. good to talk to you. Thank you for tuning in Jeff. once again. Yes, Jeff. Thanks for watching. We really wish you could have came in today, but like we said, if there is a season three. We'd nice. love to have you in. Yes, yes. We have a blast. But oh, getting back us. into this a little bit, they kind of... Back into Emma and the stitch uh, yes. suit. Yes, keep well, talking about it. We're moving it. At, like a little step past that. <laughs> what? Um, That's the plot of the episode. <laughs> we get these new security guards coming in because once Les is murdered, everyone's like, all right, got to have protection for everyone. So we bring in these really sketchy security guards. They're apparently like high school dropouts or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of weird. Like they're kind of overseeing everything. They're like trying to get all up in everyone's business and everyone's like, look, you got to step back. 
I got to do my job here. But we find out that Les, Les Turner's <laughs> memories are fragmented. Right. They're fragmented. And because of that, Kirsten has a really hard time even making anything from it, and she throws up, which is the first time we've seen that. I was dizzy. I was like, wow, that must be. But that be. was really cool. I was dizzy, but that was really cool, yeah. that whole what like, fragmented scene. You know, okay, so d- for those who don't realize this, you know, we kind of breeze through it and we kind of make them, people may not, who are just tuning in. Uh-huh. We have the executive producer, Jeff Schechter, who you always see in the credits at the start of every episode. Uh-huh. He's actually a big fan of our after show, and he has a conversation <laughs> with us. He's and great. so, Becca, please tell, you know, all our fans, what did he say about what was supposed to happen in the original pilot with uh, Kirsten's character? I got it. It yeah. says, in the original pilot episode of Stitchers, according to the executive producer, she was supposed to be naked in the <gasps> tank. What? what? How do this you one? put that on the cutting room floor? Wait, this was supposed <laughs> to be in the pilot? He says, seriously. Jeff oh I don't know. I don't know whether to take this seriously. I think he's serious. That's crazy. Well, I could. Okay. Finally, we got one. Well, thank you for that little nugget of wisdom. Like, I am actually very intrigued by that decision. I'm disappointed. I know that you they both are. Way. I think that's really kind of cool. Jeff, uh, you know, come on, man. <laughs> next, se- next season. Okay. Uh, no. Th- there we go. Renew Stitchers 3 now. Yeah. I'm sure Freeform no. would have no problems with that. They've been getting pretty racy. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. Freeform. Off, off on the side, you know, Emma Ishter is gorgeous. We could talk about that all night. I but know. We can have yeah. a separate acting. after show for Let's that. get to the acting. Yeah, yeah. That's, but you know what? I wanted to talk about one thing, you know, so Cameron's character, because I felt like the changes in him were really what kept Kirsten from admitting her feelings. And let's be honest, that's the kind of first domino that led to them doing another will they, won't they this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. So, you know, we see him being bold and daring, the motorcycle scene, yeah. that was charming. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that now that Kirsten is feeling different, she's more cautious. <laughs> Totally serious. Oh my goodness. Once again, Jeff, I mean, how your first question when you finally join us is how did you let that decision get changed? (laughs) Anyway, but um He's um, He's serious. I am serious. I mean Come on, America, you know what? All right. What, 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 what Gabriel was saying yeah. about the All right, back Cameron and Cameron. Kirsten kind right. of swapping now that, emotions. As now with said, Cameron being very, uh, very risk-taking. I, you know what? Here's the thing. There's being bold and then there's being stupid. Mm-hmm. And we see he's being, no, quite frankly, he thought he was invincible. Yeah. And what happens? Kirsten gets tased over it yeah. he gets tased that's in the over next it. episode though really we're getting a little ahead of ourselves oh, we know that no, maybe yeah. no it's it is this. the it's tasing just a isn't on. the motorcycle is in yeah. the next episode but okay. the tasing but, isn't no okay i know what you mean yeah but okay so he's taking these risks yep. now uh, you know with the the locker room is this episode right and uh, yeah let's turn his panic room uh-huh yeah yeah so he has the secret panic room, and they have this hard drive that has this this yes. number on it that they're trying to trace trace back to see where the location of it was and where it came from. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you're saying though. Like they go to this place and they get tased, and it's because he. You're right. He yeah. is kind of acting stupid in a sense, where he's like badges. We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> we don't and, need know. those badges. I, if I'm looking at it from Kristen's point of view, I'm thinking, you know what? Okay. This isn't the guy he was a day ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right, I understand it's a whole season. It's been a few months since we've seen the characters. Yeah. So changes have to be made in yeah. that way to move the story. 
But, you know, I think that's what really started the whole thing that Kirsten just... Uh, I know, just to, for, to put it bluntly, because we have a lot to cover, that's why she didn't really have that conversation with Cameron. And I think that's why yeah. they played the cat and mouse thing yeah. all season. Yep. That opened the doors for all these other things to happen. Yeah. But I think that was the first domino. Exactly. And that attitude. And really, Cameron, he was a little different than season one after that point. Yeah. So. And not only that, but Cameron, once they kind of are sitting down and, and before Maggie gives them their badges... Cameron decides to live his life without fear after dying already once. He wants to live his life to the fullest. So that's kind of that moment where she's like, look, you're being reckless. You're being kind of stupid. Like, what's going on? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to live my life to the fullest because I've been afraid before. And it's gotten me really nowhere. I mean, but hey, good for him on that one. But, like, he's being a little too fearless. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, there's brave and there's stupid. Yep. Yeah, I he, think we're all diff- we're all he's guilty like on the of edge doing of things stupid. like that every once in a while. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. emotions cloud judgment, which is something I feel like we could talk about on every single after show we've ever done. Is like which Kirsten that, has to deal with yeah. in this season say, because of Becca. Why didn't you tell us about a time you were emotions were clouded by your judgment? I mean, because that's how Next I really, scene. that's how I really you know relate to the show. You know who has. Dakota, have you done some stupid let your emotions get you? know what? You? I have. I think we all have. Dude, I did that like I did that today. <laughs> no. See, I feel like everyone is guilty of yeah, it. So follow I... me on Snapchat, you'll find <laughs> out why. <laughs> What's that? Uh, important break announcement uh-huh. today is the one year anniversary of the yes. season one premiere. Yes. Yes. So that is so cool that our after show landed on the that day? one year date for Stitchers. Like that is so cool. And it's it's already been a year and I hope that we have like more years to come because I feel yes. like the show is just so much fun to cover and I feel like it's so interesting. Not only that, but it's something that we haven't really seen on Freeform before or yeah. really any channel. So I, that's why intrigued. I, I mean, it's it make, it's like it's really fast has made its way up from a show that I love to one of my all time favorite shows. Exactly. Me too. Which is crazy because it takes a lot for me to like really think a show is one of my top three favorite shows. Yeah. So what I always think is fun about the show is uh, it's really it's got that hardcore following for a reason. Right. It's because when we had Ritesh come here to talk about it with us, how do you, when people ask, what's your show about? Man, if you, uh, honestly, can one of us, like, say it in, like, 15 seconds? What's like, about? you gotta watch it. You have to watch it. And the <laughs> like thing they, is, they're these young people who get into the minds of dead people. Yep. It's so much more than that, though. Yeah, it's it is. a and, lot more. you know, it's like, well, that sounds a little weird. And then it's like, no, it's actually really good. And That's why it's almost like a storyline that you have to be like, you know what, you got to watch at least the first few yeah. episodes to kind of get the gist of it and then go from there. And, of course, if someone watches the first few episodes, they're going to want to finish it. They're going to be addicted. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. Like, Becca was like, you got to watch this. you got to watch <laughs> this. And then I had it all watched in, like, two seconds, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. But, um... Okay, going back into this a little bit, yeah. Kirsten, in the stitch, thinks that she sees Maggie shoot less because we see this fragmented memory, and of course, you know the security guards are like, "Oh no, no, no!" and they're like going to try to pull get Maggie. Out their guns. And Maggie like pulls Goes one of us aside, takes the gun to them. Yep. I have to say, at first when I was watching this episode back when it, like, really premiered, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of believed that. Yeah, that she. I did, did too. Kill. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, uh, what? 
No. I do, but just because you feel like Maggie does have that in her to shoot less. Yeah. I feel like she does. Definitely. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know, because she would not want them to stitch into him if they if she thought, oh, yeah, we're going to exactly. see this. So that's why I was like, uh, she probably didn't. Uh, the, you know, I think the thing about that episode, it was a nice twist. And like, we, like I just said, you believe Maggie is mm-hmm. the kind of character who could do that. But yep. I think when we look at the pacing of the episode and our expectations, we didn't expect Maggie to suddenly be taken out of the picture right. in the mm-hmm. season premiere, too. So I think that's what, for myself, mm-hmm. maybe it lost a bit of that tension because it's like, okay, it was well done, but I just didn't believe it was really going to be Maggie. Yeah, because like, Maggie like, is just one of those people where I think, she, yeah, like we said, we she is withholding information that that not everyone knows but at the same time i don't think she would have it in her so i think that's i think honestly um like the the creators of the show really kind of wanted us to believe that it wasn't her in a sense because we want to trust her even though she is you know yeah not a hundred percent trustable so i think that that was kind of set up where we kind of knew this can't be maggie so i think we were all supposed to know that but at the same time we had like 20 percent like of our like brain half half, like, maybe mm, we don't know so I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like up to whoever's watching like what they thought. But for me yeah. personally, I didn't think it could be her. I, th- I was like, there's no way. Well, but well, the thing about it is, okay, we lost that storyline, but we got the more interesting one mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. You find out Ed Clark mm-hmm. is not ashes in some other nope. random state he was right there in the building the whole yeah. time. I know we see or Kirsten has like this number that she remembers in Les's. Um, memories so well, they, they stop it they go in they and, stop an elevator yeah yeah they stop the elevator they go in and, and ed is sitting there in a frozen thing like with this weird like spider-man suit thing on <laughs> and we're just like oh my gosh oh my gosh this is cursed yeah. suit i'm just kidding <laughs> there you go but yeah so ed clark he is frozen and they decide you know what we have to stitch into him because why not? We need to know. Because Kirsten needs her answers. Kirsten needs her answers, and she will not take no for an answer. Yeah, ain't going to take no for an answer. Which is a very important thing to note. We didn't realize just how strong a theme that would be, especially toward the end of season two. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. season. Yep. You know, she won't take no for an answer. The whole thing with Les Turner's memories, we kept. she kept saying, I smell incense, I smell yep. incense. But then at the end of the episode, she's like, oh my gosh, like that actually was the smell of my father's shaving cream because she remembers when she has that world's greatest dad mug. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. So we find out that Kirsten's dad must have killed Ed. And Les Turner. Right, which is making you think, oh, well, the dad must still be alive. Which she had, you know, reason to believe he was, but we know now from, we're pretty sure the dad is still alive. I know we know now because we're kind of going back. But but we do. Yeah, (laughs) we do because there's been so much. That was going to be my prediction, though. But before going into covering (laughs) the second. Yeah, but um, before going into the second episode, I do want to say, did you see the parallel where um, they had the world's greatest dad mug in this that they dropped? And then in Shadowhunters, they also had the world's greatest dad mug. Do you remember that? Yes. So it's kind of like, yes, oh my yes. gosh, that's so cool. I love when they do that there's, kind of stuff. There's some little shopper, you know, on the Warner Brothers lot that's making a lot of money <laughs> printing those mugs. <laughs> right? Yes. I know. But anyway, guys, that is it for the season two, episode one. But we are still going to be covering. Thank you for tuning in, Jeff. No, 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 no. We're still going to be covering season two, episode two right now. And it's called Hack Me If You Can. I think this was one of my favorite episodes of the entire season. Yes. I had a blast watching this back today. Well, 
Because I'm a big fan of Camille Lyons, mm. and I think Camille had really good lines. She had in some great episode. lines. Yeah. And she was part of the episode, too. She really did, yeah. Not only that, but I think Linus kind of had this big moment in this episode. Mm-hmm. He finally moves out into this really nice, smart apartment, which is all controlled at the touch of a tablet. He can do whatever he wants. He can make tea. He can turn on his lights. He can start the oven. Anything he that. wants. Right. We can buy our money. Let's all live together. You know, Let's combine our money. You know what's sad is that we could do that, and we still couldn't afford it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we True. couldn't afford the one... Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Like, we couldn't yeah. afford the one-bedroom studio nope. version of that. No, no. Nope, but you know what? Maybe someday, right? Yeah. I mean, Dream I, big. Yep. I still gotta use my key, because I can't afford to fix the clicker. No, yeah. It's not that bad yet. <laughs> speaking, yeah. of, speaking of keys, really? Cameron is wanting to get some keys to this amazing motorcycle that he's wanting to buy and we get that cute moment where they are together on the motorcycle kind of hugging and the lady in the motorcycle shop's like what is going on here? I died. That was so cute. I watched that scene like 500 times no joke. I love it. Kirsten is freaking out in this scene and Cameron gets her to kind of calm down, get on the motorcycle, have a little bit of fun. I feel like he's the nicknames. I know. I feel like he has this this ability to kind of whatever's going on in her life, he has the ability to kind of make her calm down. We see this in the finale whenever she runs to him freaking out he gets her to calm down and then they kiss for like 23 seconds or something like that (laughs) yes he's got he's got the magic touch or something because he does he knows how to help her out when she's in those stressful times yeah pretty much i mean well i like how he's kind of a distraction that but you know okay i think that uh Kristen's just feeling cameron and i think that you know it's just a thing that when people just have that attraction that yep. they're a little more willing to just kind of lower those walls and mm-hmm. be vulnerable. And yeah. Cameron just brings that out in Kristen. Yep. Which, quite frankly, I don't think it brought out in Nina or, you know, I don't think that uh, Camille and Linus have that anymore, which mm-hmm. is why Kristen is going to move on after she realizes this. Okay, good. Back <laughs> no, no. Camston, yes, Camston. Yes, no. We always have like one person that's like the main person we're stitching into. And this episode, I was really confused when I first watched because I'm like, okay, what's happening to this guy? But yeah. we're basically stitching into a hacker whose insulin pump was over, like overdosed, yeah, aka hacked, and killed him because he he like kind of stumbled out into the street and then he got hit yeah. by a car. And I was like, what just happened to this guy? Because I was like, did someone prick him with a needle? I didn't see any physical contact. Yeah. I was very confused. And then after the whole insulin pump thing came out, I was like, oh, okay. Like someone basically sent him an email slash text. Slash text. And it sent like a signal, right? To his insulin pump, which made him. Hacked his insulin pump. Mm Kind of crazy that that, that's possible these days. Someone named Ellie. 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 Which. I'm not going to say until the very end of the We episode. don't know the spelling of Ellie. We don't know the spelling. For all we know, it could be E-L-L-I-E. That's yeah, what I that's wrote what down we in my think, notes. That's what I was <laughs> I thinking that in the beginning. The, 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 they found out it was initials. Uh, yes, but... That's later. Not yet. This is later. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but during all of this, Camille is taking fighting lessons or like punching bag lessons from Sorry. Fisher, which was kind of this random cute moment. And well, I think and it was like a seed planter for what was going to come later in the finale. But at this point, we just think they're friendly, but we kind of see this chemistry. Yeah, yeah, we kind of see it a little bit in uh, in 2.0 episode. 
We see it in the wind fishers in the hospital room. Yeah, yeah just how flirty. I mean, we know Camille is Camille flirty. Camille is flirty. But, you, you know, she got right up in his business. Hi, honey. You yeah. know, yeah. like, you know, really laying Fishy. it on thick. Fishy. Fishy, fish cakes. Exactly. Yeah, fish cakes, you know, too. So that's, all right. Yeah. That's where the seed was planted. But then, you know. Fisher's just slow. <laughs> that's Here's the thing about TV. You do any kind of thing to possibly bring out sexual tension. You could read into it. Yep. It's going to be used in some way. Uh, I remember in college, uh, a lot of teachers, it's like, it, you know, when it comes to writing, if you have a gun on the mantelpiece in scene one, it has to be fired by the end of the show. Yeah. Same thing. If you have these two characters having a moment, their feelings have to be addressed by the end of it. Otherwise, why did you do it? Exactly. So yeah. I think, you know, uh, Becca, like when you saw, you know, Damon Dayub. You know, he's got that shirt off, he's flexing, hitting the bag. Do you think Camille didn't notice that and wasn't feeling something? I think I she noticed did. that. Yeah. I think she did, because she walks in, she's like, looking good, fishy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she addresses like, oh, her straight out. So yeah. I. And we all know Camille, I mean, Fisher knows. I mean, even though there's the age difference, I mean, he knows Camille yeah. has got it going. Yeah. No, I, I think he's a little slow to catch on, but. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think he blind. even knows still, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, th- I just think that, you know what, they played on that tension throughout the season. and But I think that's, you know how a match has that big light when you first strike it? Yep. That's what that was supposed to be. And then we were really just following that line. Yep. Yeah. Until, you know, we know where it ended in the season finale and right. how she felt possibly... But, you know, that was the match that lit that line, in my opinion. I know. I agree. And I think that it's kind of heartbreaking when you think about what happened in the finale with, you know, Fisher's wife coming back into the picture and the whole thing. And poor Camille. Camille's sitting on the couch like, oh, okay. Camille's like, yeah, And then she's going to lose Linus to Kristen when it can't Oh, my gosh. Stop. No, no. Yes. Uh, no. You know, Camille, Camille and Linus are meant to be. Okay, you guys are allowed to ship whoever you want on Shadowhunters. This is mine. Yeah, fine. We'll let Whoa. you have this one. What, y'all thought I didn't catch up on what you guys Rude. <laughs> Rude. Very true, though. I'm pretty sure this is Jeff's show, not your show. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I'm pretty sure he's listened to some of my ideas. Maybe. When season three we'll is see, we'll see. You know, I'm going to be right there on set to be like, yeah, it was my idea <laughs> no no too much it's funny though. no and you're allowed to dream we're talking about tv we're not that's talking right. about politics that's you know? true that's very fun. true i believe that it's gonna happen All but right. okay, okay back, back to no. the story well you know? camille is definitely known to kind of flirt around yeah. which yeah. leads us to the next point in this where mcguire is this businessman who owns steal a glance which is basically a website where it's like people, ashley madison Married yeah. people can find a way to hook up with people. And so she goes to kind of flirt with him, to kind of get really close to him, to steal the account numbers from him. He's a millionaire, and then she leaves him. She She's just like, leaves him. Hey, just play the I don't like waiting in line. Yep. <laughs> Camille at her, you know, she's Dress. that chameleon, you know, yep. she looked good, she did the job. She got the she got the account's number, and I I love when she left. He's like, wait, can I have your number? He's like, nope, because I already got yours. I already got it. (laughs) I already got yours. I got yours. You ever had a girl do that to you? You know what? No, I haven't. Nope. Becca. Okay, I know you haven't, but do you have friends who've done that? I I hope not. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's kind of a cold thing to go up to somebody and then you know i try to just like be honest and then it's like she's so innocent and like you know is. i feel guilty I, yeah like, true it's like true. i feel bad when i like tease becca here on on set because it's like you know i feel bad afterward yeah yeah you know it's poor becca un- we love you becca <laughs> anyway i want to uh point out a line later coming up okay. when Camille goes back to um, to meet up with uh, Kirsten and um, Kirsten Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, hey, I got the guy's number information, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The uh, line in there um, that was like, um, what a time to be alive was made yeah. up by her. Uh-huh. So, improv. Yes. Very good. And um, basically, since, you know, he, this his name Les Turner is dead, Mitchell mm-hmm. Blair is his boss. He kind of sneaks into the Stitch Lab and scares the heck out of Maggie. Maggie pulls a gun on him. He scared me. And he's like, basically like, congratulations, you don't really have a choice, but I'm promoting you to the director of the agency. She's like, I don't know if I want the job. I want to know more about this. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. And he's like, nope, you're just going to do your job and trust. She doesn't even know what she's getting herself into, and she has to just jump into this role. Well, see, he, I don't like Mitchell Blair. Yep. Don't like him. Never he will. He is a sneaky little devil. Don't don't trust him. Yeah. Here's the thing: we didn't see too much of him during the season. Not toward, no. Not until the end. What I took that to be is like, okay, Les Turner, he sets his precedent, but then Mitchell Blair, he was a little more passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. He had more he power. Was, he was almost that annoying kind of villain yeah. in that episode because what I felt like. Oh, I called him Danny. Does that mean we're secretly best friends? Yeah. That is one of these... That just snarky. He's very snarky. And it's like, that just... I didn't like him. It's like, yeah, we're gonna, they're going to kill you, and then we're going to stitch into you by episode eight or something. <laughs> yeah. That's what exactly. I thought. I mean, just because, you know... He is just but smarmy. I will say that, that uh, word of the day, right? Word of the that day. Smarmy. Smarmy. and everything. <laughs> Something like that. But in Define honesty, smarmy. I thought that in episode nine, when we saw him later, that is the um, Mitchell Blair I wanted to see in this episode. Just, you know, really like really set his foot down. Like, no, like really like assert his power. Like, let me tell you how it actually works around here. Mm-hmm. And he also made a point that I think is very important that he talks to Maggie. It's like, just because you work with these kids doesn't mean we're playing games. Yep. There really is that dynamic that's different with Maggie and Fisher that they have to have. I don't want to say they're parents, mm-hmm. but in a way, in they, a way do they kind are. of babysit, you know. The young geniuses who run the, the young they have to kind of like mentor them and get them, you know, corralled yeah. and like, hey guys, we gotta we gotta do this. Like, all right, I'm gonna wrangle up all my children. Let's get to work here because, sure. at the reality, I mean, the reality is they are very young kids who are just kind of trying to get into this business. But at the same time, they're dealing with everyday emotions and everyday situations yeah. that us young people have. Yep. So they are, in a sense, kind of like the parents Dating trying to life. corral everyone around. But that's why Kirsten and Cameron kind of sneak away whenever they're trying to track the IP address. Yeah. They kind of, you know, kind of undermine, in a sense. I mean, they should have had security backup if they're going to go to this person who, you know, is a potential murderer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they kind of sneak by the parents. It's almost like, all right, I'm going to sneak out of the house type of thing. They track the IP address and go to the parking lot where they're being watched. And we kind of hear... 
this woman's voice when she calls Kirsten and there she's watching them. And we don't know who this from person somewhere. is. She's watching from somewhere. We don't right. know where. Because we can just see close ups of her mouth or and, and her eyes. And she says her name is Ellie and they're being watched. And basically Kirsten's like, I'm gonna find you and she's like, Okay, well come and find me type of thing. Like and, she wants but, to be found. Yeah. Like game on. And she's like, you know what, you really should not have just wished that because Cameron finally goes back to buy the motorcycle. All of his cards, even the little black one, has been hacked. The money's gone. Cut off. He is now poor. And then Kirsten is getting ready to be taken to jail because apparently she is a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like, I, this girl, Ellie, does not play games. I thought it was interesting, like, in the phone call that she does say her name. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, my name is Ellie. Yeah. And I was like, wow, why would you like, keep your name Okay. Out? Okay. <laughs> interesting. But we know why. Because yep. then later on we figure out why she was able to give her name because there was a hidden meaning to it. But um, we find out that basically the subject whose insulin pump was hacked had been cheating on his wife, obviously, because he's using uh, steal a glance. And apparently... His she, wife is Ellie. Yeah. That's what we kind of think at this point. Yes. From the stitch. Which is like somewhat correct and somewhat... Yep. There's, it's more complicated. But she murders her husband. Yeah. Because of that. And not only that, but we find out there's been many months planned out that he, that she took to kill him. It wasn't like an overnight thing, like, okay, I'm going to kill this guy. She planned so many months to like get ready for this, which is really scary. Creepy. (laughs) You know, for me, like, when I think about that, it's like, it's like we talked about it, you know, with Fisher, like, why he doesn't just turned down his wife it's like she knows how to use a gun yep. with this one it's like do you realize she can get rid of your life essentially <laughs> through a computer in a few clicks yep. you know she, your money gone your house gone your accounts gone your life gone like yes, you, who your social security gone she did all this behind her computer because she got yeah. into an accident right yeah she's like wheelchair bound in a way and she is doing all this from her her place where she's in her bed and she's like got all of her computers going and she's basically running her own hacker business from her bed, which yeah. is really kind of crazy she's when you think about it. Because a lot of hackers brilliant, are doing everything but at creepy their home. brilliant. They're doing everything at their home behind their computer screens. And she also manages to hack Linus's smart apartment. Basically turns on the gas, and as soon as he flips the light switch, apparently there's going to be a huge gla- gas explosion. But Cameron and Kirsten saved the day. Yep. Cameron by falling on top of Linus. My da, favorite da, da, da. line of the episode was whenever <laughs> yes. he's like, I smell gas, and Linus is like, sorry, you man, you scared me. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, I would have thought it's the exchange that uh, him and Cameron have when uh, Kristen comes back in. It's like, do you guys have ever have ideas in the shower? You guys that was that so one? bad. Uh, that was bad. And it makes me think, you know, I thought it was very, you know... Kristen, Kristen had a bit of a Becca moment. She doesn't know what they're referring to, but Kirsten. Camille does. Yeah. And, you know, Camille is the one to get the guys in check, which is like, okay. Yeah. Isn't she always? That was another liberty that Freeform took because they're Freeform now. Yeah. But yeah. It, was, it was very funny. Because and they're... 
It was hilarious. Yeah, which uh, ironically, Jeff was telling us earlier that um, on the chat, it's like, you know, why didn't we get that scene with Kirsten char- character? And he's like, it's this thing called ABC Family. And I'm like, <laughs> but it is pretty for now. You know what? Hey, you do it. I understand. There's rules. There's rules. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. And something sadly just got to stick to your imagination. <laughs> yeah. But um, but next we find out what Ellie stands for, which you guys like to explain what Ellie actually stands for. Ellie is Linda Edwards. So L-E. L-E. Ellie. Do we have a sound effect? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Hey. hey, there we go. She's gotten a lot of sound I, effects today. I love how you just ask for it and boom, it happens. It's there. You know love what? it. Uh, people don't realize the team behind the scenes for us at AfterBuzz so TV. great. They're great. You know, I'm not just saying that, like, you know, the fact that we could just toss it and they'll Everyone's throw it down fantastic. for us. It's great. You know, hey, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yes. And we also kind of end on this this note where Kirsten is kind of getting into Linda's head. Linda Edwards is... We, we find... We find her. Find her. We find her. We stop the elevator. We get there. The elevator opens. She's like, crap, how did you find me? How did we think? Like, good you found me, but then yep. also like, oh, yep. you actually found me at the same time. Yeah. And she's kind of like, did I... She's like... Or Kirsten's like, I was hoping to find a friend. Or no... Linda was saying that, and she's like, did I find a friend? No. No. (laughs) Crazy. That's not how this works. No. But she said, you know, I didn't really necessarily care if I was found or not. Like, maybe I wanted to be found. Yeah. And and then Kirsten kind of sits next to her. She's like, okay, so how would I go about finding someone who doesn't want to be found? Yeah. And then she's like, you're talking about your father? And she's like, yes. She's like, sits down. She's ready to talk about it. Like, help me find my father. And something I mentioned to Gabriel about that before we started is mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't really see her back. Yeah, I know. I was kind of expecting episode. her to kind of let her know, hey, look, this is how you find your dad. I was hoping she would be in more episodes because that is a brilliant actress. She is uh, yeah. so great. I would kind of like to see her in season three. When yeah. Season three happens. I know. Renew, hashtag renew Stitchers three. Hashtag right. renew Stitchers three. Yes. Hashtag guys. it all over the place on, on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, anything, Facebook, whatever. We yes. watch every episode on Freeform app. The yep. Freeform app. Yeah. Renew Stitchers three, guys. This is very important because we need everyone's help. Tell your friends who don't even watch Stitchers. Don't just talk to the fandom. Talk to people outside of the fandom. Yes. To get them to join the fandom, which is what Ritesh was telling us. Yeah. Yes. It's you important, guys. Get, get them into the show because, I mean, if someone asks what the show is about, be like, watch it. Or Send be them like, a link I'll to the show Freeform you an app. episode. <laughs> Send well, them a link to the Freeform's website. The thing is, website. you know, even, okay, it, it's so simple. You know, the fandom is retweeting, tweeting at Stitchers TV. Yes. The non-fans, if they start just doing that button click, imagine the numbers. So, guys, you know, I keep saying it. The key to getting it renewed is not just relying on the fandom as it is. It's about showing that passion to get other people into yep. it. That's what's really going to get Freeform's attention. Yep. The network, it's going to show, hey, you know, they have a slate of shows. Show them that this is the one that needs to come back next year, next season. And you know what? I feel like now more than ever, this fandom has really gotten together and have really shown their voice. I have, like, no doubt in my mind now, I'm, like, almost 110% sure that that it will get renewed for a season three. I I, have never seen a fandom like this that, I mean, they're really pushing for That started, like, petitions and made fan videos. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Veronica Mars. They pushed to get that one back on the air, and they got a whole movie out of it. Yep. 
I have no yeah. doubt in my mind. It's going to get renewed. We just need your guys' help. So please do all of that. And also, please like, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Comment down below. We'd love to hear your, your thoughts about what might happen in season three. And guys, we're so excited to be back next week covering episodes three and three four, four of season two with our special guest, Jasmine, Jasmine. Savoy Brown. Oh, it's going to be, be so much fun, guys. I cannot wait. She's going to be so much fun to have in, and I have a, a, a feeling that you guys are going to It's going to be an interrogation. It's going to be an interrogation room you right know, here at After Buzz TV. Well, we do, she's watching this episode. We don't want to scare... Look, no. we're going to be like, yeah. nice. We're going to ask you if you... Some painless questions. Yes, you know, we're just here to have fun. I'm you just know? kidding. It's... We're really not going to... No, we're just being funny, but we're... going to be like, what do you... Where what are you going to... Who are you going to kill in season three? No. <laughs> What are you plotting? Like, what did you see at the very end of the finale whenever you got up right. in yeah. Cameron's room? Exactly. Hey, here's yeah. the thing. If they actually told us all the answers we wanted, there would be no fun. That's right. Exactly. You know, Which is not... why, like like I was saying last week, this was not just like a little cliffhanger at the end. Think of how many cliffhangers there are. Like, oh, we made no, a list. Oh, no, every episode is a cliffhanger. But we made a list at the very end. The finale has so many cliffhangers mm -hmm. that I cannot wait for season three because it's going to be crazy. We need answers. We need answers. We really do. We but really we also do. want more questions because we want the show to continue. That's right. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for watching. Really quick, where would, can we find you guys on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. You can find me on Twitter all the time at Double J on TV. And you guys can find me at Mr. Dakota T. Jones on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Stay tuned because next Wednesday, it's actually going to be not Thursday. We're going to be Wednesday at 8 p.m. for our last Stitchers After Show until for now. hopefully season three. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Stitch you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.